Welcome one, welcome all. It is Monday, Football Monday, the best show that the SB Nation NFL show has to offer. I am RJ Joey. He is one of the most fashionable men in Kansas City, Missouri. I'm sure we'll get to that one. Pete do you know us. From Blog of the Boys, from Arrowhead Pride, and of course, from here on the SB Nation NFL show, where you need to make sure to subscribe to the fantastic podcast that we put out. We have a wonderful variety of shows that come out every single day of the week, including the daily kickoff where you can hear myself and Pete Sweeney while you are subscribing the SB Nation NFL show, make sure you leave a rating and write a review. Pete, uh, how are you doing today, you fashionable Mongol? I guess mogul? Is that the word I'm looking for? Whatever you want to describe me as, whoever you want to pronounce it is fine with me. I'm well, RJ. I feel like for a while we were going through what was the perfect storm of free agency, just move after move after move after move. And now you wake up, the sun has risen, it's calm waters out there right now we've kind of gotten past what they consider the first wave even a little bit of the second wave you can make a case for and now it'll be a little bit slower one move at a time type of deal yeah it's like that maybe fourth or fifth day after the time changes which we're all kind of still you know realizing where you're not you know you're no longer doing that well it's actually 10 o'clock you know a little bit or whatever and it makes sense that maybe it's like a little bit lighter at nighttime right. and you, you say, mm-hmm. wow, my body is getting used to this. My body is ready for this. I'm ready for the warm weather. I know it's always warm uh, down in South Texas, but in Kansas right. City, we, we go through some some cold spells. So we are really welcoming this warm weather time change type of deal. Well, you uh, you certainly have the um, the closet to combat any situation that right. uh, Mother Nature has to offer. I'm not making this up. Pete was literally... I don't know if it was an award. I, I don't want to, you know, poo-poo it if it was. What? Uh, but you were chosen. You were highlighted <laughs> as one of the most fashionable people in Kansas City. I can't, I mean, let's not bury the lead here. I mean, yeah. what, we have a superstar on our hands. So, yeah. So I, I will go into this for, for one minute. No more, no less. A fashion, Casey Fashion Instagram reached out. Been doing a lot of these Zoom interviews with the Chiefs since last year. And look, from the waist up, I make sure that I, that I look good, whether it be a tie or a jacket. I admitted in the post, sometimes it would be a jacket and tie with some shorts and some slippers. But you know what? Yeah, they they reached out, wanted to do it. Uh, pretty cool. But um, yeah, a, a little embarrassing because I've been getting teased left and right, whether it be on sports radio or otherwise. But uh, yeah. If you want to check it out, it's the KC Fashion Instagram. Well, in the uh, spirit of being completely vain and narcissistic, P, before we begin today's <laughs> episode, we need to read another review. Again, if you write a review, we promise one of our fantastic shows. Well, most of them are fantastic. I don't know if Stats and BLG, uh, yeah. they still, they, is that happening tomorrow? I do not listen to podcasts on our channel on Tuesdays. Yeah. The, the Todd, the Todd cast or the, the, the ball cast, I don't know, whatever. Anyway, uh, we have a review here, Pete. Uh, speaking of fashion, you and I hopefully one day are going to be running around the City of Angels. Andy in Los Angeles, mm. uh, the title of the review, Best NFL Pod, five stars. I love BGN, shout out, of course, to Bleeding Green Nation, and always wanted a broader NFL version. And man, does this deliver. Arjo Joa is now the only thing I love about the Cowboys. Pete <laughs> is fantastic, and Stats is an amazing analyst. Right. Looking forward to the offseason more than I ever had before because of all this solid content. Keep it up and give Solak a show on here. Also, of course, a shout-out to Benjamin Solak from the Draft Network completing Green Nation. Really honored to be called fantastic. The last time <laughs> I was mentioned in a review, someone was upset that I was only saying what the advertisers want me to say, uh, which is still the case, but I guess now it's it's fantastic, so I appreciate that. 
Hey, I all I know, all I heard, I heard that I love our Jojo and I blacked out. I mean, right. so, yeah. uh, you know, just speaking from like myself. I do on Tuesdays with this podcast network anyway. Right. Anyway, so, uh, Pete, we've kind of, you know, sort of flirted with the idea here. I uh, mentioned the time change. Spring has sprung. This past weekend saw the first official day of spring. I'm sure you had a, a mimosa to celebrate at brunch with your cardigan or something great mm-hmm. that you have going on. Right, yeah. uh, spring is, in many people's view, the best season. Um, obviously, it's warmer weather. Um, you know, you get some great episodes of television generally. Uh, there's no NFL, but there are a lot of sports things. You're an avid golfer, right? You enjoy that's right. the springtime. So in the spirit of spring having sprung, don't say that sentence 10 times. I'm actually surprised I landed it on the first try. We are going to compare some of the elements, some of the components of spring to what is happening in the NFL, because part of what spring really offers, Pete, is, is the spirit of perpetual hope. Right. I mean, up here comes the sun. Right. Mm-hmm. We're, we're no longer cold. You mentioned that you've had some chilly days. Uh, literally, uh, that turkey chili that Pete Sweeney makes is fantastic. Yeah. Uh, but so, you know, it's the season of perpetual hope. Everybody has a shot right now in the NFL. Uh, so, Pete Sweeney, I know that you have some things that you like about spring. We can start there or we can start with Google's sort of standard list as to you know why spring is the best season. Uh, where do you want to yeah. go here? Here comes the sun. Do 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 do. Here comes the sun, and I say it's all right. So let's get started with here. I think the biggest thing about spring for me that I like, and we we touched upon it a little bit, is the fact that you go from this colder weather. You're wearing a a suit jacket, or you know you have to have that overcoat with the like jacket as well, right? It could be a pea coat. You, you're trying to dress warm because it can get cold out there. I mean, you and even in Texas had that. Crazy cold front. We always get the winter here and to some extent in Kansas City, those four season type of cities. When it's finally spring, you start to get what I think is just a complete change of pace. You no longer have to wear a jacket or maybe it's a light jacket, just depending on how windy it is that day. And so I like to see an NFL free agency when you have guys that want some new scenery. So just right before we were on this podcast, we had. Josh Reynolds goes to the Tennessee Titans. I think that is a great move for him. And the reason being is I think he might have gotten a little lost with all those weapons with the Rams. And now if you really look at that Titans roster, especially with Corey Davis going to the Jets, Josh Reynolds is going to be called upon to be really that right hand Robin type of man to what is A.J. Brown. And so I like the move for Reynolds. Also, another one, Kenny Galladay. You had mentioned this on the kickoff today. Kenny Galladay to the New York Giants. You go really from Detroit, which has not been really a relevant team in a long time, to maybe the biggest spotlight or one of the bigger spotlights in the NFL, Kenny Galladay. I love when these skill position players completely change teams because I think that is some of the fun of the NFL and injects a little bit of the NBA into the NFL. So two really, I think, big changes for two pieces. Of course, Galladay is a more important player. He's regarded as a better player than Reynolds. But Reynolds is an interesting guy that might be on Dare I say the come up in Tennessee? Um, wow, um, I did not think that all of that would um, sort of start us off. But you know, y- you are here for spring. You're not messing around. I mean, you you're I'm moving sp- quicker. Yeah. You don't have the coat weighing you mm-hmm. down. Um, I like the Josh Reynolds to Tennessee situation. I think that um, it felt obvious as soon as Deshaun Jackson wound up with the Rams late Sunday evening. Another, you know, that's an actual like I'm getting the hell out of this cold. In Phil- Nobody wants to be in Philadelphia. Everybody no. hates everything about Philadelphia. Let's be honest I don't honest know if that's here. true. Yeah, cheesesteaks. Um, I mean, you know, fine. You got cheesesteaks, got the Rocky statue. Um, mm-hmm. 
you Liberty know, Bell. That, well, Liberty Bell and that old Disney Channel original show with the Lawrence brothers that took place in the and city. Franklin, was it? It, right. I believe is from Philadelphia. Uh, and the and free agency is all the about the Benjamins, you know, I mean, really, yeah. Yep. Um, but uh, Josh Reynolds, a fight in Texas Aggie, now links up with Ryan Tannehill, a former fight in Texas Aggie, of mm-hmm. course. Uh, lots of maroon and white going on with, I don't know what Tennessee's dominant colors would be viewed as, like teal and white, I suppose. Um, very nice to see. I, I like the the theme of it all, but you know, to to your point, like I like it doesn't get super cold in Texas all the time. So like mm-hmm. I I don't ever really truly feel this like you know oh we made it you know like it's quite we, frankly we deal with- yeah when you live in these four season cities I mean I, I grew up okay, in New CMO. York and Kansas City is is similar New York gets a little bit colder to be honest it's you know it's more northern but um you really it really feels like a renaissance i mean you have to go away for a, a handful of months and say I, I i can't really go outside unless you have a right. dog like yourself you know you have to walk the dog no matter what but uh now you you want to go outside again and so i i think when when you have a skill position player who changes teams and with it changes quarterbacks and with it changes attention i mean that is truly a change of seasons and that to me hits this uh all right on the head there Right on. Okay, so I'm going to steer into a different sector here. Okay. Um, so uh, kind of, I mean, obviously the same sector, but spring cleaning. This is something that people mm. don't generally enjoy. Mm. Um, you know, sometimes, you know, it's like, ah, oh, somebody's, somebody's on you, right? Like somebody's saying, you got to get this, Pete, you got to you gotta go through that box, got to go through right. that closet. Right, um, right. You know, in my house, I got to work on the garage. I'm actually, Pete, very excited because this coming saturday i'm going to flip the garage i'm, I'm going to mm-hmm. you know flip the way things are structured in there it's going to give right. us more room um, these are the kind good, of yeah. yeah these are the kinds of projects i have to look forward to in my life now but uh do you remember that that netflix show that was all about organization you know what i'm talking about um and it was if that it one woman spark you joy right kick it to the curb yeah exactly right? and so and so i feel like that principle should be more, um, I guess, explored by NFL yeah. teams because yeah. it's not. Yeah, and and I look at teams like the New Orleans Saints, teams like the Pittsburgh Steelers, and I think that these are dangerous examples where teams convince themselves that man, we're so close. You're not. You're not. It's it's okay to admit it. You're not that close. Mm-hmm. Um, and those two teams, as an example, play in divisions with teams that are undeniably better than them. Um, but so like they're the they're the like totally they're not even, you know, picking up one shirt. They're leaving all the clothes on the floor, you know, just shoving stuff into drawers. The drawers don't even sure. come out smoothly anymore, whatever. Um, but some teams, some teams like are are fine organized are finally organized rather, but could use some more sense of structure in terms of efficiency. And I think of a team like the Green Bay Packers, right? The Packers, I think to me, remember when you were like a kid? And your parents mm. would, you know, move the furniture around in the living room. It's sure. like, holy crap, we have a brand new room. This is super exciting, right? Mind like blo- got- yeah, mind blowing. Yeah, exactly. And the Packers to me are that in that situation. You can't just keep the same living room, the same couch, the TV in the same spot. You know, it's it's not working. Yeah, you mounted the TV on the wall. I know you don't want to move it around and, and you don't want to have to deal with the whole. Guess what? Get some stuff, fix it up. The Packers are too stagnant to me. There are teams who I think do do a legitimate amount of well, spring cleaning. I, but yeah, this well, not- I right when you say the Green Bay Packers, I mean this is a team who had really the greatest couch or one of the best couches in the NFL, right? <laughs> and what did they go and buy last year when they had an opportunity at the clearance? They just got a, another couch. Where do you put that couch? Right? Do you right. need another couch for the living room? What you should have did is maybe got a big screen. 
uh, for that couch. And maybe you'd be in, in a very different uh, uh, situation at the moment. Am I am I right about that, RJ? Um, I suppose. Um, yeah. I, yeah, mean, I, I, didn't, I mean, I mean, I you gonna also stack, are you going to stack the couches. I don't think you're going to stack <laughs> them on each other. Actually, the part of what you said that I had the most like uh, the biggest hang up with was like a big screen TV. Like, I feel like when like when we Pete and I are around the same age, when we were kids, like that was like a big screen TV. You know what I mean? Like that was mm-hmm. a thing you said. That's yeah. not a thing anymore. Like I've been kind of thinking about 8K. that. Like, right. There you go. I need a I need a big flat TV. That's right. what you need. Like, sure. you know, the, the big screen, like we've evolved. We've evolved as a society. It's really that, all. But yeah. you, you can't shake uh, or stack these couches together. Um, and so in that sense, yeah, I mean, it's, but, but I think teams like new Orleans and Pittsburgh are far worse. I think that they have had among the worst off seasons and worst free agent periods that any NFL team has had. Um, people like are dunking on the bears for trying to trade for Russell Wilson and failing. You know what, Mm -hmm. dude, I, in a, in a very convoluted way, I respect that more than I respect what the saints and Steelers are doing just because the bears have identified, you know what, we've got to clean this up, right? Like, We've got to uh, fold the shirts in the way they do on that show, like little rolls or whatever. And we've got right. to clean up our drawers. This is a mess. And the Saints and the Steelers are like, ha look at your mess. But it's like Leslie Nope and Parks and Rec. Everything's just everywhere. Yeah. No. And, and that that's uh, that's a good point. Um, I I tend to, to, to agree with you. I think now is the time to, to be rearranging and to be honest with yourself. And, uh, you know, a lot of teams are saying, OK, we're going to make the moves that we need to. And some are just saying we're just going to roll with the same uh, type of crew. I, I, we, I saw it in Kansas City last year and, and it almost got them back to the Super Bowl. But if you're going to do that, you're going to have that plan. Look, you got to be really confident in your team and you got to feel like, OK, this current iteration of this team can get us to the promised land. And if you don't feel that way, you got to be doing something at this stage. I, I know that we always say the thing like, hey. You're not going to win the Super Bowl in March. Completely mm-hmm. agree. But when you're far away, you got to give, I believe, like your fan base some reason to hope and believe. I agree. Okay, Pete, your next thing that you love about spring. Okay, the next thing that that I love uh, about spring, I would say, is the fact that if you're a fan of spring, right? You, you know, <laughs> my my favorite season happens to be Pete be fall, but. There are some people out there who just love spring, and I understand. What's number that. two? What's number two on your list? It falls number one. Probably, I probably, I'm probably go fall, summer, spring, winter. Oh, that, the spring disrespect. Yeah, but look, you springers out there, uh, Jerry included, <laughs> I'll tell you right now, I understand the loyalty. It's nice. You can play sports. You can get outdoors with your friends. I know there's people who out there who love a nice patio drink. Spring's probably the best season for that. And so some people are just going to stay loyal to their season. And that doesn't matter that fall is calling with Patrick Mahomes or you have uh, what would be considered the summer, that hot quarterback in the league in Lamar Jackson. No, you're a spring guy. And that's what Juju Smith-Schuster decided uh, just before the weekend or as the weekend was getting underway. I forget the exact time that this came came through. But Juju Smith-Schuster had offers really to play with two younger quarterbacks, two more exciting quarterbacks, two of the past MVPs. And what does he do? He decides to stay in Pittsburgh for what was less money with competing deals from the Baltimore Ravens and the Kansas City Chiefs. I cover the Chiefs, undoubtedly a little bit of bias here, but I'm lumping Lamar Jackson into it. I do not know what Juju Smith-Schuster was thinking. The one-year $8 million deal with Pittsburgh Steelers. Now, RJ, you're an NFC guy. You cover the Dallas Cowboys. 
no no real dog in the fight here in a sense. Do you share my like complete and utter disbelief that this would be the decision he would make? I find it perplexing, certainly. There's, I think there's there's a lot to this. There's a lot of layers to this particular onion. Shout out, of course, to Shrek, a movie that I think came out in the spring, if I'm not incorrect, uh, kind of circa 2000, 2001-ish. Uh, but um, maybe watch so that from- one. Maybe watch that one on the big screen. Uh, right, exactly. Still popular. Back then. Yeah, exactly. More nostalgic in that sense. Totally. Uh, welcome to Do Lock, by the way. Such a perfect place. I think that was the line. Anyway, um, so my thinking is like proverbial free agent X. You're going to sign a one-year deal. Like generally speaking, you either need to be getting enormously paid or like completely confident that you're going to win the Super Bowl. That's that's the one year deal. Like in in an ideal world, right? Like not everybody has all the offers in the world. I get that, whatever. Yeah. But Juju, uh, so if we're power ranking here, and I know that's something again that, that I don't know if they still do that on on the podcast. I haven't listened in several months, so mm-hmm. whatever. Uh, but I know they used to do power rankings. And if I'm power ranking the odds of Kansas City, Baltimore, and Pittsburgh winning the Super Bowl, I mean, Pittsburgh's easily third. Right in in a contest that features three teams, I also think they're third most likely of those three teams to win their division. Right, right. like and so they also have the third best quarterback of of all three particular teams that we're talking about here. And so I I truly don't get it. And I I thought about this in the in the sense that maybe Juju, we know that Juju is very focused on his brand. He's very right. focused on TikTok, and so he wants to live and operate a certain way. I wonder if that wasn't going to fly with Andy Reid. Or John Harbaugh, right? Like, like to me though, Mike Tomlin is just as much no nonsense in a, in a way. And I know that, but but it's the it's end already, of last season. It's Mike Tomlin there though? You know what I mean? Mike like, Tomlin, no. Toward the end of the season, Mike Tomlin said we're going to have a conversation about that, and and there was a curb back of of the the TikToks on the opposing logo. It was silly, but I you know it, again, it it just felt like Juju was staying loyal to what he is comfortable with, and. I, I can appreciate that because I think there is some credit to trying to stay with the whole team or the same team for what would be uh, your whole career. But this seemed like to me a, a guy that would be better to go in a place like Kansas City or, or Baltimore for that one year cheaper deal, play with a really good quarterback. And if you don't love it in Kansas City or Baltimore, you move on and then you sign a long term deal next offseason when there's greater cap space to me. So probably behind Washington and the emerging emerging Deontay Johnson. And you look at the fact that Big Ben really can't throw the ball over 20 yards and you're the third option there. I just I don't understand. I just don't understand. I agree with you completely. And that's like this would make sense if Juju said that the other two teams in the mix like I like. For, for I mean, if we're factoring in his brand as a as a part of his motivation here, the Jets make a lot of sense, right? Like whether you think the Jets project yeah. is going to work, but but that would offer that. But I could understand him saying, you know what, on a one year deal, I I think my odds are higher with Pittsburgh than they are with the Jets, and then I'll hit the, the the market again next year when the cap rises, all that jazz. Say the third team was like I don't know the Bengals, right? Wanting wanting some help for Joe Burrow, and so you say, you know what, I've evaluated all my options. Pittsburgh is, is truly the best. But, I mean, again, the options here were Kansas City and Baltimore. And Even so it's, if you throw Joe Burrow in the mix. I mean, Big Ben <laughs> is still the last quarterback in that conversation. Bengal Pete is Mahomes, back. Holmes, Jackson, and Burrow. Burrow looked, Burrow looked like a legitimate franchise quarterback with a top 10 type of ceiling last year. And that would have been exciting. It would have been another change of pace. It would have been like sort of this swing type of deal where – 
hey, you're phasing me out in Pittsburgh. Let's go try to win with the Bengals. Go try to win with the Ravens. It would have been a fascinating storyline. Again, you appreciate the loyalty to Spring, but he just robbed us of of what have been a major AFC North storyline. Pete, that's well done. Good job there. We have some more things to talk about when it comes to the season that is spring. But before we do, we're going to take a very quick break to hear a word from our sponsors. Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. As a parent, you want your child to have every opportunity. But giving them the tools they need to tackle every challenge, that takes a team. Now more than ever, educational support tailored exactly to what your child needs can make all the difference. That's why parents have trusted Sylvan Learning for 45 years as the ultimate teammate in their child's educational journey, instilling in them a love for learning and a passion for reaching the next level. And Sylvan's insight assessment can identify gaps in learning and areas that could be of concern for your child. It's a 360-degree view into your child's learning that you can't find anywhere else and helps ensure that your child didn't miss something in school that might put them at a disadvantage in the future. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. Welcome back. One and all, spring has sprung on Monday, Football Monday, Pete Sweeney. I know you can't see him, but I can promise you, he's looking fly. I mean, he is looking, mm. you know, I, I can't even, I, I just, you know, I now, Pete, like, again, you, you look sharp. I'm just going to, I'm going to come right on site. You look sharp. You know how sometimes people have good hair days. This has been a good hair month for me that continues here on March 22nd. And I got, if you can't see it again, you, why would you? Because we don't put this video out on the web. I have a, I have a button down, a little plaid, little different shades of blue. It, it, I feel good today. You know, I do. Looking good, man. Looking good. Um, it, it sounds. It reminds me of that song um, by Surfaces. Um, you know, like feeling good. Uh, uh, like, like I should. Exactly. That's yeah. Pete Sweeney. Uh, all right. So uh, something I love about spring is that it is kind of the first season. Like it sort of jump starts the calendar year. You know what I mean? You, yeah. You know, you, you kind of come into the new year and it's still dreary and it's wet and it's cold. And then the Super Bowl happens and you're thinking, all right, cool. Uh, this is awesome. But then it's like, well, what do I do now? And spring's like, you spring. That's what you do. Welcome. We're jumping forward in time. Uh, the sun is here. You know, enjoy life. Go play golf, whatever the case may be. But it is truly the first season. And so spring, Pete, offers us the season, the S-Z-N season. And do you know what season it is in the NFL right now, Pete? Do you know what the, the hip thing is? I mean, I know you look sharp. That doesn't necessarily mean you're up with all of the trends. It is voidable years yeah. season. I, we so talked I, about I have Juju. This. this is... This does not seem like it should be possible. It seems like the type of thing that when next year's offseason rolls around, voidable years are no longer going to be an option. Like, doesn't make right. any sense. What it sense is, is it does is you, you add four and you just the cap hit is, is almost a non factor. And that's exactly what the NFL doesn't want. That's why the parody has been so good for so long. I, I think there's going to be a rule against this next year. Well, it's clearly a mechanism that the NFL is exploring and utilizing this year with a salary cap that they weren't expected to be this low a year ago, yeah, obviously, right. or maybe, you know, 15 months ago, whatever. Voidable so, years. Um, right. But Juju, as an example, has four voidable years on his one year deal. 
Um, I saw uh, the Cowboys over the weekend sign Keanu Neal, uh, the safety linebacker hybrid, formerly the Atlanta Falcons, and now obviously rejoins Dan Quinn. It, you know, hyped up as a one-year deal. Why? And- I, why my, wait a minute. For a second here. What, if you are an NFL team, and this is a real thing, right? That that why wouldn't you add ninety-nine voidable years to everyone's contract and just make it one dollar, one dollar for this year? Well, it's um, I know you're a New York guy. You've never said I, I think your your MLB loyalty is uh, to the Royals. Maybe you're a full transplant in that I sense. Got a lot of, I got a lot of teams that I like. But yeah, right. Yankees are one of them. Rays, well, so, Royals. I, I'm so, all over the place. So you're Yankees over Mets. But who is it on the Mets that gets like a million dollars every year? You know what I'm talking about? Isn't it uh, uh, Benny Agbayani? No. Um, is it, I, I want to say it's Bobby Bonilla. I could Bobby be wrong. Bonilla, that's correct. That's correct. Right. I, yeah, okay. I, I was I was close. I was close. To the name. But to to that point, I mean, you know, I I mean, Pete and I are kind of joking here, but but like, yeah, I I don't know. There has to be like I'm thinking, and, and you know, we're not supreme contract decks. We're not out here writing contracts, but I have to imagine that like the minimum amount of avoidable year has to be like the veteran minimum. You know what I'm saying? Like there, there has to be like a fixed value associated with it so that you can't just do that. Right. I mean, I think there's a reason that, for example, Juju has four and not eight, but it it is just so wild that that's an option. It shouldn't be an option, but, you know, I guess in a sense too, the NFL isn't scrambling to make this rule up considering the fact that the salary cap is so low. I mean, you're looking right. at some of these TV deals and you hear the conversations. They're projecting it to go up as to 210, 240, 250 very, very quickly uh, as they start to make these new deals. And so this might just be a one-year thing. And I think that's for the better. It doesn't really seem that fair that a team like Buccaneers can do this as well, that they just mm-hmm. won the Super Bowl. Um, I know uh, even the Chiefs have been really crafty. I don't think they've done any avoidable year things yet. But that, I mean, it, basically just uh, beating the system in a sense. Right. Well, um, I, I just find it to be fascinating that just about every deal has some sort of voidable years, you know, tied into it. Um, so it is voidable years season in the NFL. Um, so congratulations to them. Congratulations to these players. Um, you didn't you, you kind of touched on it, but this is a brief sidebar. But what do you think of the NFL's new television contracts? I mean, there's going to be cash everywhere, but I find it to be amazing, Pete, that we live in a world or soon we'll live in a world where there will be an NFL game. And I know this already happened this past season, that Saturday game between San Francisco and Arizona, but where Thursday night football is exclusively a streaming property. That's nuts. Yeah. I think it's a sign of things to come quite frankly. And I think, and I I saw someone else had this. I'm I'm, I'm not remembering the the source, but it came across my Twitter feed. I follow like 2000 people, but uh, Mm. the idea that if if you tweet at Pete, he'll follow you. I promise this is PG Swain. This is the last version of what will be like television channel only related deals. And already, as you said, there's an aspect of streaming only. Whereas when this happens now, you know, 10, 20 years down the line, 15, whatever it is, the next edition, it might just be all streaming on different types of platforms where Amazon, Netflix, Hulu, Peacock, Paramount Plus. Paramount Plus, yeah. Who knows? Maybe because you, you saw the Nickelodeon push, suddenly Disney Plus wants to have a, a game of some sort. And it it what it should do is because there's going to be so many competing companies in that sense is continue to push the the money up and up and up. What the NFL has found a you know a really an amazing uh, way and, and and ability is to just keep the money coming in. 
the world is just NFL crazy. And <clears throat> I know a lot of people said, well, as the game gets safer, it's going to change it. I mean, the game, it seems to get safer every year with being smart about hits and whatnot and what's a clean hit and trying to improve. And it, it always does seem like they're always trying to make and find ways to improve offense and, and things like that. But the popularity continues to rise and it really is paying off for the league. And you'll see that in future years with the salary cap. And as the salary cap goes up, avoidable years is still a thing. I mean, you may, who knows, they might have a, have a couple super teams in the NFL like they have in basketball. I think let's take this whole thing full circle and let's get a new show, you and me, on one of these streaming platforms. We'll call it right. Voidable Years. And you know what I mean? We'll explore yeah. this. It'll be like a documentary type every, thing. Yeah. Every yeah. minute that you spend with us probably should go to a Voidable Year because you just wasted that minute of your life. Right. But more importantly than anything, I mean, we need to be some sort of streaming, you know, viewed show so that people can right. see the sharp outfits that you put together, you know, on a weekly basis. But uh, I have one more, Pete, but you go ahead. What, no, what, no, you, something you, else. Could, you could take it. I I'm, I don't, well, you know, like I said, fall is my favorite season. So I've really tried to push here for uh, some some more things I like about. So it's just hard for me to come by. I mean, it's it's third on my power ranked list. So uh, you can go ahead. Mm. It is the Pittsburgh Steelers of Juju Smith-Schuster's teams. It's basically what spring. No doubt to about you. it. Yeah. Um, okay. So uh, my final favorite thing about spring that I want to talk about here um, is sort of a cheat, and so maybe you'll appreciate this because I think it has more to do with summer. But so my favorite thing about spring is really that it's on the way, um, and that is summer blockbusters. Right. Oh, in yeah. fact, uh, over the, to go back to the streaming conversation over the weekend, my wife and I watched this documentary about the last blockbuster ever. It's fascinating. Can't recommend it enough. But um, anyway, Did so it finally closed down. Oh, I don't, see. Um, so the documentary ended in like early 2020. And so yeah, as, as a as a viewer in, in today's moment, you're thinking, oh, man. Uh, but so I meant to look it up and I you can Airbnb it, it. Right. You can Airbnb it and go visit it. I don't know. The one that I'm talking about is in Bend, Oregon. So I don't know if that's the one you're right. talking about. We're, we're getting uh, too far up anyway. Right. Next week's on next week's episode Monday, <laughs> on Monday. Anyway, uh, so um, summer blockbusters are on the way. But I like this part of the season because you generally see the trailer for the movie in question, the hypothetical blockbuster right. during the Super Bowl. Right. Holy crap. It got a new Iron Man. Oh, man. Another Fast and the Furious. Right. Like you're getting hyped for the blockbuster movie. And now we we start to get all the details like when they were filming, this happened, fun stuff. They're doing the promo tours. They're going to Comic-Con, whatever the case Mm -hmm. may be, under normal circumstances. And so the summer blockbusters are on the horizon. And by summer blockbusters, even though that's the dead part of the NFL calendar, I mean like that is the final um, like completion of the teams. The draft is over. Free agency is over. We have a full fleshed out idea of who these teams are going to be. We can properly power rank teams. We can properly project and predict who we think is going to win the Super Bowl. And training camp is right around the corner as well. So, but summer blockbusters. So I ask you, Pete, who who right now has the making of a summer blockbuster? And I know I mentioned Fast and the Furious. I'm talking about the real OG summer blockbusters, like Bad Boys 2, um, any of the original X-Men movies, you know, uh, yeah, I think you. I think you already accidentally landed on it. At least in my opinion, I, I think it's the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and what they're doing in the sense of trying to build what is the sequel. 
to this because they were able to retain a lot of their pieces, including Shaq Barrett and Chris Godwin. And we really didn't think that that was going to be possible. And how you have Tom Brady really convincing these guys to stay and buy in. And he's taking less money. I know that $19 million figure uh, went around. The Chiefs tried to do this last year, came up just short. You know, they, they were blown out in the Super Bowl. Happy to admit that. Uh, but, but, you know, <laughs> the Bucks are trying to do the same thing in a sense, really making sure that every key piece Gronk is another one that was was recently named where he, he signed a $10 million deal and he's back. Uh, and so it is the sequel. Can they can they get the Lombardi throw too done? Is that going to be the next summer blockbuster? Really came out of nowhere. The fact that they were able to to go on the road and be a wild card team and get this done. And Tom did it again amidst the doubts of going up against Patrick Mahomes in the Super Bowl. And so Man, he did it at 42-43. Can he do it at 43-44? We're also seeing unprecedented things in the National Football League. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers went from really, I think, irrelevant in the sense of uh, the full league with Jameis Winston to, I think, the most fascinating blockbuster of the summer. Right. I I know I poo-pooed them, uh, but in many ways, Tom Brady kind of is like the Fast and Furious movies, right? Like, um, kind of... They won't quit. Right, they won't quit. They're sort of superficial on the surface. Um, I don't know. In fact, maybe this is this is a good. You want a good whenever the world opens back up. A good icebreaker question. You go to you know your local watering hole. You hit them with this, Pete. What's the last Fast and the Furious movie that you watched? That's a great question to generate conversation. What's the last one you watched? I'm talking I'm like a, in chronological order. I'm not a big Fast guy. I probably <laughs> saw the first one and I said that's enough of my money devoted to Vin Diesel. I, I did get intrigued when The Rock was involved, but not enough to ever turn it on. Well, see, I've seen the. I think it's the first three because you got the Fast and the Furious, and then you mm. had Too Fast, Too Furious with the yeah. number two, of course. Correct. And yeah. then there was Fast and the Furious Tokyo Drift. That's kind of where where I tapped out. Kind of like the original Patriots Dynasty, right? But mm-hmm. then they came back. And then they came back and they won't say, I think the next one, they're going to like outer space or something like that. And so that's Tom Brady. But you mentioned The Rock, like The Rock joins the crew. Um, I I mean, all the big actors, I don't watch all the Fast and Furious, but like they get all the big name, you know, you know, smash billboard blockbuster actors. That's Gronk. That's Chris Godwin. That's Mike Evans. That's Indama Kong Su. That's Bruce Arians. In fact, it's kind of like, um, did you ever watch that? I think it was Judd Apatow, that Judd Apatow movie, This is the End. Yeah, it's kind of like that. We're going to get Seth Rogen. We're going to get Jason Siegel. We're going to get um, the list escapes my mind. Michael Sarah. You know, what I mean, we're going to get all the actors that, you know, we're going to put them in one movie. And I thought that movie was going to suck. I thought that movie was going to be terrible, but it was hilarious. And so right. that was kind of the Buccaneers season. Like, I thought it was never going to work. I you, know I came on this program you, you, and, tr- and trashed Bruce Arians and he proved me wrong. You thought it was going to be like that comedy with all these celebrities, uh, Valentine's Day. Was that the movie where? Yeah, they, or or anyone they it, do like a New Year's just, Day or whatever. Yeah, yeah totally. and it was just poor. I, mm. You know, and you were pleasantly surprised. So good on you, good on you, and good on the books. Well, see, here's the problem: Valentine's Day, not a spring thing. Mm-hmm. It's a little bit. It's still winter Valentine's Day. Yeah, uh, but you get warm and fuzzy inside. So yeah, I mean, it, it's, you know, by extension. Uh, Pete, I enjoyed exploring the spring season with you. Um, I want it before you, uh, let's not oh. I want to say one thing to you. Cause I, there's something that made me think of you this weekend. Okay. And, uh, I, I, I knew that you were thinking along these lines and I'm going to say it and you're going to be like, Pete, I wasn't thinking exactly that, but so Kyle Fuller cornerback, right. <laughs> is okay. released by the Chicago bears. And a minute later, 
he's with the Denver Broncos. And I instantly think, why do why am I thinking of RJ? Because I know that you were thinking, well, he just doesn't want to change uniform color schemes. He just wants to go to a team with the same exact uniforms. And that's what we saw there in the matter of seconds. That was another unprecedented thing. I'm, I'm using that word again, because how often do you see that someone's released and then instantly like moments later, he had a new team. Yeah, I agree. Um, I've always thought that it has been like an odd connection between the Broncos and Bears in that sense. Um, like the Jay Cutler, Kyle Orton stuff, you know, Vic Fangio, sure. John Fox, like you, you can go a number of different ways there. So Kyle Fuller joins that illustrious club. Um, to that point, though, I was thinking about Kyle Fuller. Uh, I wrote about how him choosing the Denver Broncos was the best non-Dallas Cowboys place that he could have possibly gone because Denver holds the ninth overall pick. Cowboys hold the 10th. Now Denver's out on a cornerback with that particular selection. So, um, you know, shout out to you and shout out to me and shout out to your Syracuse Orange. Pete is a proud Syracuse Speaking alum. Of teams with orange. Seriously. Uh, I mix. mean, what a what a sh- were you shocked or are you or do you know better to be shocked at this point? Well, I I just think the general feeling right now is uh, you don't have to get hot if you stay hot. And right now, Syracuse cannot uh, stop staying hot. They got Buddy Bayheim, son of of the great Jim, uh, who <laughs> me and my friends have jokingly started calling uh, Booger Bayheim in recent recent days. But uh, look, Sweet Sixteen, couple wins away. Let's see if they can they can get this thing thing done in Indianapolis. It's it's been a a bright side. Uh, to what has been you know, really a tough calendar year plus. So excited for March Madness. It's been a great, great uh, series of games so far. I'm sure you've enjoyed watching it too, RJ. I have uh, Texas A&M not in the tournament. However, it was fantastic to watch the inferior school in the state of Texas lose to Abilene Christian. So uh, yeah. good times there. I don't even know uh, the name. We would let that school remain unnamed. Exactly. Uh, also has orange in their color scheme, though. To, you know, mm-hmm. and, and on the right note, uh, Pete, it's never a bad time. It's never a bad time talking shop, talking ball, cutting it up. Um, and again, congratulations on being, I'll just say it, the most fashionable man in the KCMO. I mean, yeah, it's all coming up, Pete, right now. Uh, KC Fashion, uh, Syracuse. If the Chiefs could actually sign one of these guys they would like, we'd, we'd start to feel even better. So let's let's see if that can start taking place in free agency. We'll be in business soon enough with the Kansas City Chiefs, the Dallas Cowboys, the whole NFL. Whatever happens, we will have you covered here on the SB Nation NFL show. Make sure to subscribe, leave a rating, write a review. And I promise you, if you follow Pete Sweeney on Twitter, he will follow you back. Have a good week, everybody. We'll see you next Monday. Voidable years you'll never get back.